Hey everyone, it's Antiquated Ideas. Um, I know it's been a minute now. Uh, sorry about that. You know, I've just been, I've been kind of out of it. Um, not really in the mood to record something. And when I do feel like recording something, I want to make sure that it's, I'm, I'm actually going to record something decent for you. So, um, you know, fully fleshed out topic. Uh, at least I can elaborate on my ideas a little bit. So anyway. Uh, getting that out of the way, the topic that I wanted to talk about today are dreams, and excuse me. Uh, by that I mean, you know, sort of what what are dreams? Uh, where do they come from? You know, things like that. Uh, so I guess let's get right into it and say that uh, you know, many people they um, they seek out altered uh, states of consciousness through drugs. They want to escape. But that's not the easiest way to achieve that. Uh, in fact, I would say that all it takes is closing your eyes. Because dreaming really is an odd phenomenon. And it's something that people have sought to understand for most likely all of time. Uh, we have many accounts by the ancients that discuss things like dream interpretation the matter of dreams, how to have dreams, and even the types of dreams that we have. Uh, so it's no surprise that even today we wonder what dreams are all about, but, you know, maybe I have some theories, or at least I can I can tell you what, what I believe and some of the background for what I believe. <clears throat> Dream interpretation uh, is something that we do today. It's something that is an art form, a practice, all on its own. But it's also been very revered. It's been a revered art since as long as there have been written records. Um, one of the first methods of this or something related to this is not necessarily interpretation, but it's rather an understanding of where dreams come from. So according to the ancient Egyptians and many other ancient Europeans as well, the land of dreaming uh, was sort of a realm that existed in between the land of the living and that of the dead, something that was inhabited by spirits and demons and deities where the dead could visit or even the gods. Um, and I'll get into it a little bit later, um, just a little bit, but it, it seems like it was something that was also influenced by the place that you were, the physical place that you were in. Um, but as such, uh, dreams were often meant as, as messages from beyond the grave, uh, something that where, where dead people would uh, come to you and tell you something important, possibly um, something one of the multitudes of spirits was trying to tell you. So uh, actually in this podcast that I've been listening to, uh, The Secret History of Western Esotericism, which um, I really highly suggest you check it out. It's been great. But start from the start. You have to start from the start. Even if you think you know all that there is to know about Western esotericism, start from the start. Uh, but anyway, according to, to this podcast, or in this podcast, I should say, um, the concept of ghosts is actually discussed. And it seems like, you know, just as much as spirits, ghosts uh, seem to play a role in dreams and um, not necessarily a haunting by today's standards, but more of a, a visit 
uh, from a spirit that's not yet settled. And, um, you know, it seems like the, the ancients also were very aware of ghosts. Like, they were just this thing that existed. They were just there. Um, not everyone believed in them, of course, but they were just there. You know, it seemed like most people believed in that. Uh, that podcast also discusses dreams, um, obviously in a much more intellectual manner than I, and he doesn't really discuss what his own personal beliefs are, just sort of the history and the facts and everything. You can come to your own conclusions, and that's what I really like about it, is it, it seems like it's very good for that. Um, you know, actually, uh, to quote Ricky Nelson's Lonesome Town, when he says, you can buy a dream or two is actually a viewpoint that many ancients had. And specifically in that podcast that I mentioned, uh, there are records of how the um, in the markets, the uh, the ancient Jew seers um, would literally say that they could sell you a dream. Um, and this sort of relates to <clears throat> this this practice of dream incubation. Uh, and the, the practice of dream incubation was a very similar concept. Uh, this this practice involved going to specific places, uh, possibly temples, you know, where you where you did or did not have to pay a small fee or a sacred grove, or um, in the case of the Germanic and Slavic and you know the Proto-Indo-European peoples, um, something common was to put down an animal pelt and lay down on it sleep on it and this was used to conjure up prophetic dreams so dream incubation is actually still practiced today although in a much different way you could even try it tonight if you wanted uh it's the practice of willing yourself to have a certain dream and say maybe you need to make a decision that is weighing on you but you don't know what to do you don't know what you want to decide um, you're stuck in the middle. So what you do is as, as you're getting ready to fall asleep, you're going to bed, um, say maybe the lights are off, you know, to kind of set the scene, you're laying in bed, you got the covers over you, whatever. Um, you think to yourself that you will have a dream outlining the problem, your solution, and it'll, it will come to you. You will have that dream. It's, it's about you know that manifestation. It's about willing it to happen. It's 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 in your head, and it's also about being open to something else, you know, be it your subconscious, the the self, or to a higher power, or to spirits, who will deliver that message to you. And oftentimes you'll need to decipher it, but dreams can also be very cut and dry. You know, dreams are a, a very useful tool, and that's something that has been acknowledged by people for thousands of years. Um, the the theme of divine messages, actually, is one that I would say it interests me the most, um, although dreams in general are absolutely fascinating to me. Uh, to assume that your dreams can be split almost categorically into the mundane and spiritual with the latter offering you a message relevant to your life and that's something that the ancients have believed you know delivering some information or revelation to you in order to accomplish your goals or 
even uh, revealing some unknown thing to you that will aid you on your path. Um, now, forgive me if I butcher the name, but I believe it was Ar Artemidorus, Artemidorus, uh, yeah, however the fuck you say that, uh, of ancient Greece, suggested this very system. And we're going to ignore it, but Aristotle, Ladle, on, <laughs> Ladle, uh, get it, Aristotle, Ladle, um, yeah, good on me there. Aristotle later on um, mentioned that it, animals have dreams, and so they can't be something that was delivered by the gods, which is, is something I don't believe in at all, because I would think that for animals it's the same. You know, animals also dream probably in the mundane and the divine, but that animals lack the ability to decipher those dreams or, or even to recall those dreams you know but there, there again there's really no way to tell how the fuck do i know if my dog looks at me and is like oh shit deja vu so fuck you aristotle i like plato better anyway but hey that's a discussion for another day um they're all very interesting but anyway this guy artemidorus artemidorus whatever the fuck um yeah he he, he suggested this system and i believe this was in fourth bc or something um, and so he said basically that the mundane are dreams, and these are not the the terms that he used, by the way, they're in Greek, I'm not even going to try and pronounce them, because that's, you know, I can do Polish, German, French, whatever, I'm not going to try Greek, um, but so he said that these mundane dreams are caused by, uh, natural factors, so really like your emotions, stress, fear, anger, doubt, worry, uh, sadness, you know, things like that. And the other dreams that are m more meaningful, um, are they're possibly delivered by the gods. And this is what I would sort of like to focus on. This is what I was saying interests me. So let's say that these classifications do apply, because for me, I believe that they do. Um, it would mean that we need to be on the lookout for dreams which are telling us something. And those which are simply a product of our our emotions. Um, and this is the practice that I follow. You know, I, I try to record or remember them the best that I can. And often I'm left with dreams that will stick out to me. Now, for these dreams that stick out to me, and even for the ones that don't, but obviously if they stick out to you, you have to imagine, well, they're sticking out for a reason, right? Um, it's my job to determine what my personal feel fears, feelings are, and what is actually a message. And sometimes it's easy. Like I said, dreams can be cut and dry. A dream about not being able to breathe can be related to stress. Uh, but sometimes it's not so simple much more complex dreams uh, occur in which the dream seems to speak in riddles, puzzles, symbols, and all manner of esoteric speech. While it is certainly possible that these are mundane, it would seem much more to me that those dreams are the ones which are a message. They're the divine. And I feel that recurring dreams are the same way. Either they are intensely prophetic or a manifestation of something that's weighing heavily on our psyche. For many ancients, um, the concept of the soul is also intrinsically tied to dreaming. Uh, a belief was held 
um, especially by the in, the Hindu. Um, that's really where I've heard it more. I swear to God, I've heard it, you know, um, and relating to ancient Europeans, which I'm sure they also believed in the same thing. You know, everyone had the concept of the soul to, to varying degrees, but they all believed in it. Um, so yes, this, this belief was held. And now I, again, I say, especially by the Hindu that during dreaming, one's soul would physically leave and travel, uh, sort of astral plane and uh, this actually makes a lot of sense to me very much i have heard for some time that and forgive me i have no clue where i heard it you know i must have been a kid or something but it stuck with me same with that whole 11 11 make a wish you know whatever numerology i believe in it actually i believe in a lot of things but there are also a lot of things that i don't believe in so it's you know, maybe you could say I'm just picking and choosing, but it, yep, that's exactly what I'm doing. You know, I don't have to believe in everything. Um, but with this, you know, I do believe in it. Uh, and so anyway, I've heard for some time that when you dream of uh, what we'll call, I guess, a realistic interaction with somebody, because it doesn't necessarily have to be realistic. But, you know, when you can make out somebody's face, you can make out the words that they say, and, you know, you're remembering these things, be it hopeful or fearful. Uh, it's because that person is thinking of you or has been thinking of you. Not necessarily that they're dreaming of you, but maybe they are. You know, um, that our most genuine interactions with each other occur during the time when we dream, almost as if we truly do send some part of ourselves across a realm unknown to meet them. Uh, unfortunately, it seems as though many people cannot recall this. One may be able to be the person, uh, or what, sorry, one may be able to remember, um, but the person they met may not. Although people have recorded individually remembering that they met somebody. So there are cases of this, but that's conjecture. Um, you can make what you will of that. Um, but it really, it's no coincidence that when we dream of someone, they often appear in our lives afterward. So perhaps you may consider it to be a bit outlandish, but all manner of things is, or is possible in that space between time, reality, living and dead, and the perception of reality that we have has become increasingly restricted as our ancients would have considered things like this to be in the realm of what was considered reality. Obviously, there are skeptics with anything. You know, people long ago were just as focused on seeing as believing as people now. Uh, but the age in which things were not considered to be proven false opened up a million possibilities. Something that today is more or less impossible. You know, um, sure, some scientists will say they believe in God, but so many more are atheists today, which is very sad. Um, really, I, I genuinely hope that atheists find some help, uh, that they find something to believe in, because there is so much in this world that we don't see that is only comprehensible through, you know, the, 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 the corners of our mind. And once you begin to open that up, and believe in more things, you see, wow, this world is not at all 
what we think it is. You know, we only see so much of it. We feel so much more. But again, there's uh, there's so many things that we just don't understand that are going on. And um, anyway, there there are most likely many things which truly occur in the real world, and possibly even these other planes of existence that have been discussed over millennia. All I can say is what I believe, and that I believe there's so much more to existence that we do not know and cannot know. So dreams act as our intermediary, you know, an interpreter, if you will, letting us comprehend without question things that our waking mind cannot fathom. Because in that time when we aren't questioning, we're just accepting, we're susceptible to so much more than we really think is actually possible, than, than, than we truly can comprehend. And that's why I say things that our waking mind cannot fathom. Because if we did try to understand it, we couldn't. So we just accept it. And that's, to me, that's a huge purpose of dreams. But um, anyway, hopefully you uh, got something good out of this. You know, the usual spiel. I have a Twitter, antiquated ideas. Instagram, the hashtag, antiquated ideas. You know, all the usual stuff. Um... Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks.